Hey loves, it's you Linda Renee, producer of From Shadow to Sacred, It's Sex in the Raw. As a board certified and kink conscious sex therapist, I'm here to bring you information and to educate about sex that runs the gamut from porn addiction to sex abuse, from the marriage bed to the dungeon, from shadow to sacred, it's sex in a raw. You ready? Let's get into it. Hey loves, it's you Linda Renee, back with another episode of From Shadow to Sacred, It's Sex and Raw. And today we are talking about asexuality. And what's interesting is what brought this up. So about a week ago, I was on someone else's podcast and we were talking about different sexual topics and I mentioned asexuality and they had never heard of it before. And so I I thought, hmm, okay, this is a space where it would probably be beneficial if I would provide more information around what it means. But what's interesting about it is that even among the experts and the researchers, there's still some back and forth as to exactly what it means, but we'll get more into that. What is asexuality really? So asexuality, is when you have no sexual attraction. Now, it can come in two different forms according to research where you have no sexual attraction to others, but you might masturbate. And the other one is where you have no sexual attraction at all. Now, asexuality in those two realms can show up in many different ways. So some of the questions that I came across in my research was, well, Can someone who's asexual love someone? You know, can they be, can they be interested in someone? Can they be in a relationship? And the thing about it is, yes, they can. Because although they might be attracted to someone, it doesn't necessarily need to be expressed sexually. So they might value their company. They might value their personality. They just might value them as a companion, but don't necessarily want to have sex with them. And we've probably all heard of those relationships where the man and the wife or the spouse or the mates are just comfortable with one another. They enjoy one another's company. They get along well, but there is no sexual relationship. So when I think about an asexual relationship, that's what comes to mind to me as someone who they love one another, they are affectionate towards one another, but they don't have sex because one or the other or both or circumstances, maybe medical, creates a situation where sex is not expressed. What's further interesting about it is when I was on the podcast, I used myself as an example Because when you think of the spectrum of sexuality, hypersexual, those who might have sexual addictions or, you know, are really like sex. And then you have the other spectrum where you might be hyposexual, where you're just not just not into it. And when I think of myself, especially when I was younger in my early 20s, I would have been on the lower spectrum. And for a long time, I considered myself with someone who had low libido. And I couldn't figure it out. I always thought something was wrong with me. Because I'm like, I'm a 20-some-year-old heterosexual woman. What's my problem? I, I just was not really into it. I couldn't figure it out. And I thought something was wrong with me. And then later on, as I began to explore 
what asexuality meant, I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'm asexual. But then that didn't ring true because there were situations where I was sexually attracted. So I'm like, okay, that's not it. So it just took me a while to figure out what my sexual template was, meaning what got me, you know, what turned me on. It took me a while to figure it out. But once I did, I was able to self-identify as not being asexual, but my arousal template required a bit more work. We'll just put it like that. <laughs> but we can talk about the different ways we can be sexually aroused in a different podcast today. We'll just focus on asexuality. But yes, and that's the thing about it. We have lots of people who are probably out here self-diagnosing as low libido or doctors are saying they have low libido and they're thinking there's something wrong with them when in fact they might be asexual. And that's where the debate comes in with the researchers. There's this debate as to whether or not asexuality should be classified as a sexual dysfunction, like low libido or things like that, or if it should be categorized as a sexual orientation like being heterosexual, bisexual, or homosexual. So this this really big debate, and they cannot seem to agree as to how it should be categorized. So I thought that was interesting. If you ask me, I would think that asexuality would be considered more so an orientation, and that a lot of times the dysfunction of low libido gets misclassified you know, and so a lot of times people who are being misclassified as having a low libido may actually be asexual. So it's very interesting when we think about it. So, and if you look at the research, it says that there's about 1% of the population are categorized as asexual, which would be about 70 million people. So although in the grand scheme of things, as far as how many people are on this planet, 70 million might not seem a lot, but 70 million people identify as asexual. So I don't consider it a dysfunction, and I don't think people who identify as asexual should consider themselves as if something's wrong. But that's what's happened. The two different ideologies have these different ways of categorizing people who are identified as asexual on the side where there is considered an orientation, It said that it's something that you're born with, that it's not a choice. This is just how you are, this is how you function. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no reason to feel bad about it. This is just who you are. And this is how you express or not express your sexuality. Nothing wrong with it. The other camp feels like there's an issue. This is is a dysfunction. You are denying your sexuality. This, This is a problem that needs to be fixed. This is not something you are born with. They say that you could potentially be suppressing your sexuality. And to me, that seemed a bit harsh. You know, they said it could be based off low economics, you're stressed, you're depressed, and those can cause low libido. If you're anxious, if you're depressed, if you're sad. I mean, we've probably all experienced where we just wasn't in the mood for whatever. You know, we pissed off, we're frustrated, we're stressed out, and the last thing on our mind is sex. But then you have other people who use sex as a stress reliever. So you never know. This is all individual. This is all extremely personal. And I I don't feel like, to a certain degree, our sexuality needs to be categorized by researchers. I feel like as we begin to understand ourselves, as we begin to 
research and figure out what makes us tick, that we are the authority when it comes to how we want to classify or not what our sexual orientation may or may not be. Now, there's actually a community that supports asexuality, and the largest one is called the Asexuality Visibility and Education Network, or AVEN, A-V-E-N for short. And they have over 3,000 members. So this isn't something that's, you know, just a fly-by-night thing. This is something that researchers are researching. This is something that there's a community behind where they're trying to support those who identify as asexual. And one of the things about it is that asexuals are women. And that's also interesting, and we can have a whole conversation about why that could be. You know, why do you think that women present more than men as asexual? We could go into a whole different tangent about why that could be. When we think about just the atmosphere around sexuality and femininity and all of that, we can save that for another segment because I think that'll be an interesting conversation to have. And maybe we'll have someone jump on the mic with me and make it even more interesting and juicy. But so I hope that's been informative when it comes to asexuality and what it means and what it looks like and how it presents that if you are someone who are feeling like, man, there's something wrong with me. I'm just not interested in sex. I don't know what it is. It could be potentially that you are asexual and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, you know. But also, if you know you're going through something, if you are stressed out or frustrated or you're having a particularly difficult time in your life, it's also okay to not be focused on sex or expressing yourself sexually. You know, that there are many other ways to connect with others. There are many other ways to stress relieve. And that although we're in this hypersexual environment and the society and media is hypersexualized, it is still okay to present and be attracted to something else, to someone's conversation, just seeing someone's face and being happy with their presence and not feeling the need to connect sexually but just connecting with that person on an energetic level. To me, that can be just as intimate, if not more intimate, than having sex. So until next time, my loves, again, I hope that has been informative. If you have any comments, please leave them for me. If you have any questions, shoot me a email. And yes, until next time, peace.